Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today, we've got Patrick Fitzgibbons with us. This is an awesome episode coming at you. We've got the number one criminal justice podcast host with us. we got an author of Evolve with us, 23 years on law enforcement, and uh, a guy that's super passionate about mentoring the next generation. Thanks for being with us, buddy. Oh, brother, man. I love the excitement, the energy, and uh, it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you, Brad. I am so excited. We're really fortunate. I, you put in the legwork, you reached out, and I've been listening to your stuff. And one, you have a great voice for the radio and <laughs> podcast. You do. I mean that. Thank you. Appreciate uh, a lot it. of times I'll, I'll go on, I'll get people to, that will request to come on and I will, I'll go listen to them and they, they may not, they may have incredible stuff to say, but you kind of get caught sleeping about five minutes in and you don't, <laughs> I don't ever feel that with you. Um, and CJ evolution, which is, well, I appreciate it. You know, I've, I've at, at the risk of sounding kind of <laughs> arrogant, I've been, I've been told that. So I'm, I guess I'm blessed to have a, a great voice. And my wife always jokes around with me. She's like, yeah, she, you know, we'll be talking and she'll say, I want to hear the, I want to hear the voice. I want to hear the, the radio <laughs> voice. I don't, I think I sound the same all the time, but she, she says, no, it's kind of, it's kind of different. So I appreciate it. you have a great voice too, brother. I mean, I've listened to your shows too. So you're doing a good job. Well, I appreciate it. Can you kind of lead us through the moments? So you were in a law enforcement for 23 years. Um, can you lead yeah. us through the moments that led you to want to go that route? Why did you choose to be a law enforcement? That's a great officer? question. That's a great question. I ask a lot of cops that, you know, who come on my show and that's a great question. You know, I came from a, a military background or military family. My dad was in the, in the army. He was a lawyer in the military for many years. Um, I have a relative Chicago police department, uh, you know, relatives that were on Chicago PD for, you know, for many years. So it's in my blood. I, I spent some time in the military. I, um, I knew from a very, very early age that I wanted to serve. Uh, again, came from a military kind of family and law enforcement family. So it was in my blood, got out of the military. And I, I just wanted to continue to serve, uh, you know, not necessarily my the country, but uh, my community back home. So the rest is kind of history. I had a great career, 23 years. Uh, ups and downs like any career, but I retired on top as a commander. Mm. Um, and I did 23 years and I retired in 2019. And now I get to come on great shows like yours and work on my show. So it was a great career. That is pretty uh, gratifying. My, I've got a, my family's had a long history of military as well. I didn't venture into it myself, but I, I thought about being a Marine. My, my yeah. older brother was a Marine for 19 years. Didn't go 20. He uh, came back from Desert Storm and uh, a week later was run off the road by a drunk driver. Oh, geez. And he, he lived, but he's, he's been in a wheelchair pretty much the rest of his life. Oh, so horrible. You know, things like hunting and his buddies have to put him in a stand just to go hunting. Or, uh, yeah. you know, I, I was a big time jock growing up. And so everything in my life was tied around to a fault tied around athletics and he was about Marines. Yeah. So, uh, but I know how much pride and how much joy can come from serving your country. And so I, I really respect you for that. Um, both my grandpas were- I respect your brother too. My, uh, my grandfather-in-law uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor. Wow. For a work in uh, Vietnam. So 
Yeah, they don't hand those out to, to everybody. <laughs> no, what an incredible dude. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Uh, what are some things that you learned about yourself in those 23 years? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think there's so much I've learned. I, I learned, you know, um, that I was, uh, when I was in the military, I was a very impatient person. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, and a lot of that's age too. I think the older sure. you get, at least in my opinion, but right. I, I learned how to be more patient. I, I, I got into law enforcement. I, I learned how to, you had to just kind of be quiet a lot and listen to people vent and talk. And I learned how to be more humble. Humility is very important in, in law enforcement. You, uh, I learned that uh, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Yes. You know, I, I, I think uh, I want to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. That's because that's how I learned. And so I've just learned so much throughout a great career in law enforcement. And I continue to learn, Brad. I mean, every day should be a learning process. You know, that's most successful people out there. They're, they're, they're not content with just knowing what they know. They, they just want to keep learning. So I, I've just learned, I mean, I can go on and on yeah. and on about what I've learned <laughs> in law enforcement. But those are pretty much, those are kind of the top uh, three that I learned about myself in law enforcement. Yeah. We talk about how really a growth per word is the, really the only stat we should track. Like we, you talk about exactly. getting, getting better, learning how to be, have more humility, all that stuff. When you hear the word success, who is, what is, who is the one person you think of? If you could say one person, I think oh, wow. of this person when I think of success. Wow. That's a great that's a, a great uh, question. Uh, geez, I mean, it could be, I mean, I listen to so many different people. I think Tony Robbins comes to mind. Uh, Tony Robbins is one of those guys. I'm a huge fan of him, been, been a fan for years. And, and again, success is different for different people, Brad, as you know. I mean, it could be financial success. It could be uh, spiritual success. Uh, but I, I like Tony Robbins because he's kind of the epitome of everything. He's everything put together. He has tremendous wealth. But he didn't come from, he had to build that wealth. But he's a, he comes across to me as, I mean, I've never met him, uh, listened, read his books. He comes across as a very genuine person that wants to, to help people, you know, become better, to evolve into that next best self that we all, I believe, have inside of us. So when I think of, you know, just a person, you know, Tony Robbins is up there. There's many, many more, but he comes to mind as being one of those people that kind of embodies success. You know, he came from humble backgrounds. He was abused. Uh, he kept fighting forward. You know, Oprah Winfrey is another one. I mean, she's an amazing woman. I mean, you know, I mean, she was abused sexually, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. they, people said that she would have never amounted to anything. And now she's one of the most powerful women in the world. So right. again, I mean, uh, I think of many different people when it comes to success, but again, it comes back to what people define success as. Right. You know, because my, somebody might say, well, I, I define success as wealth. And then you would, you know, Warren Buffett, look at him, Bill Gates, right. Jeff Bezos, all these guys, multi-billionaires. So, but I love the whole package. I love, you know, everybody wants some financial success, but I like uh, the, the whole package of, you know, helping people. Because really when you're helping people and you're giving back to people, you know, that's really what it's about, you know, in my opinion, to, oh, to be human and be successful. I think, you know, what you put out there is what you're going to get back. So I believe in helping people and, and, and that's my mission now. Yeah. in law enforcement, you know, or, you know, as a retired cop. So I hope I answered your question. I no, didn't absolutely. I, so. I'm like stomach <laughs> is, is clenching the entire time I'm listening to you. Just, I, I, I was, while I'm listening to, I'm reflecting on the things that I really like about you. And 
your verbiage. We, we have a lot of the same common stuff we talked mm -hmm. about. I, I love that you're always talking about best self. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the most successful people that I've been around that, you know, and, and I, I don't judge success by a stat. Uh, mm. You know, I, I, you know, I say growth per word and that kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm a big, I'm not a big numbers guy. I know that numbers matter. Uh, you know, your, your paycheck matters and paying the bills. I understand that, but the most people that are successful and feeling fulfillment in life are the people that are focusing on being a better version of themselves out improving their best self from yesterday mm -hmm. and then Excellent, adding yeah. value to everyone else around. Exactly. Them. Yeah. So. And, I, and I wasn't always like this, right? I mean, for many years in law enforcement, I think before we started, I think, you know, I had my ups and downs. I was for many years, I was a negative, bitter person. I was, a, I did my job well, I yeah, rose to the ranks, but for a long time I was just angry. I was pissed off. I'm in the environment of law enforcement. It's a tough environment as yeah. we all know. Right. But it really, you know, I really had to, I, I came to a fork in the road years ago and it's like, which way do I want to go? You know, and I, and I thankfully I chose the right, the right path and started learning more and started meditating and started, you know, taking care of myself better and started, you know, listening to great, you know, reading great books and stuff like that. So that really, and surrounding yourself with the right people, I think is key. Uh, so I, I really, I wasn't always, you know, right. the person you see in front of you. No, no doubt about it. I think I've always been an empathetic person. But mm -hmm. I, I wasn't always the strong, confident, focused on yeah. the right things. I was immature. Uh, I know that I, yeah, I joke all, with people that I- We all learn at some point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. There's different views on meditation in regards to how it works. Uh, I was actually just uh, listening to someone else talk on meditation this morning and mm -hmm. on my way in. And they were talking about how there's a lot of people that meditate to get out of their mind. And then there's other people that meditate to that's where their, that's where their best ideas come from. What's your stance? I think it's the, 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 the I, I want to stay in my mind, you know, so probably the, uh, the latter. I mean, I, I, I meditate, you know, at least minimum 10 minutes a day, sometimes 15 minutes a day. I don't hit every day, but most days I do. But yeah, I just, I would stay within my mind and I try to calm my thoughts because I'm a, my, my, I'm one of those guys that, you know, my, my thoughts are always racing. I'm always trying to, you know, I don't, I mean, I sleep, um, but I usually, you know, it takes me a while to get to sleep. And then once I'm asleep, you know, I mean, I, I, my mind is constantly racing. So what really helped me over the years was, was meditation, calming my mind, staying within my mind, going through the priorities can, you know, that I have to do for the day, you know, my breathing, all that stuff. But meditation literally has, has changed my life. I, if you would ask me about meditation a handful of years ago, Brad, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. So throwing robes and incense yeah. burning and stuff right. like that. Right. But it's, it's, it goes a lot more than that. I mean, there's a reason why spec ops, you know, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, seals and stuff. Navy SEALs, you know, special operations, NFL teams, sports teams, they're, they're going to meditation. Law enforcement is going to meditation. Yeah. So the science is there. It, it works. And it really uh, has really changed my life along with other things. I mean, I don't, I don't try not to go a day without meditating. Yeah. Do you feel like being, because there's being mindful and then there's mm -hmm. being mindful. I, I describe a person that's, whose mind is full as someone who's really not, they have no plan. Like, they have no plan. Like they have all these ideas, but there's no plan. And I, a person that's mindful, they're empathetic by design. 
they're kind by design. They add value to people by design. They, they have a, they have a map. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard a lot of, again, I was, I heard so, uh, a stat because, and I back this up, but I, I've, I've had people tell me that they, they don't want to meditate. They tried it, but then once they get into it, they can't focus. Like they have all these things going through their head. And I, I heard a stat and there was like eight or 9,000 people surveyed in this stat where 47% of people who do meditation have wandering minds. Mm -hmm. And these people that aren't doing it are saying they can't do it because they can't stay focused. Well, almost half of us can't stay focused, but yet yeah. it's such a growing trend. I mean, there's all these successful people, every, every sporting organization, everyone, professional sporting organization, as you know, they all have mental coaches, all the best colleges mm. have a mental coach. No, I mean, I, and I agree with you. Look, I think anybody can learn how to meditate. I think one of the issues or problems we have, Brad, in this, you know, our society is we, we live in an instant gratification society. We want to do something. We want to head on a, you know, go on a, you know, a, a mind or a meditation app and bam, everything's going to be cured and we're going to, we're going to love it right away. Right. Like meditation is like anything else. I got to tell you, to be honest with you, well, the first time I meditated, I hate it. I was like, eh, I'm not doing this again. But then something, you know, deep inside me said, Let, just give it another try. Give it another try. Give it another try. I'm a difficult person sometimes, but I love meditation. And I would just tell the listeners or the viewers, if you have tried meditation and you think it's not for you, okay, you do whatever you want. But anything else is anything to get good at anything you have to practice. It has to be a daily habit. But I think a lot of people out there, they just want to do one thing and, you know, really quickly and, you know, be hooked to it and love it. Or, yeah, I just, it just, that's not realistic. Right. That's the kind of the, the, you know, the environment we live in. Right. Yeah, those people are unaware that they're unaware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was one of those people when it came to meditation. I mean, I really, I really had to, now it's just a, you know, it's just secondary. It's just second nature to me. Sure. But at first I didn't like it. I thought my sister kept giving, you know, getting me to try meditation over the years, especially when I was going through those, you know, dark periods in, in right. time I told you about. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I tried it, hated it. And then gradually went back to it. Now I love it. And it's a constant practice. Yeah. It's a constant practice. Do you feel like you're a more positive person now that you're meditating? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's another, you know, uh, you know, a great, <laughs> you know, you know, return on your investment to start medis uh, meditating is, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a better, you know, uh, husband, father, yeah. more positive. Yeah, I have my bad days. I don't live in a bubble. Sure. But it has definitely helped me, you know, every day, you know, I, I try to start in meditation. I start, you know, every day in gratitude. That's helped too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, meditation. I mean, I don't, I have never heard anything negative. I mean, I'm sure maybe there is the a negative aspect about meditation of, except what you just said about, Oh, it's too difficult. I can't do it. It's too hard. It's not going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Every successful person out there, uh, you've talked to them. I've talked to them. 99% yeah. of them. I'm just throwing out a stat. But it's, it's probably the vast majority have some sort of meditation practice yeah. that yeah. they do throughout the day. Yeah, I love it too. I love, uh, I mean, I, I focus on my breathing patterns. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I literally head to toe feel more healthy. Yeah. Like I have a, I have an awful back. Uh, when I was 18, the doctor told me I had the back of a 60 year old man. Oh, wow. I've had reconstructed knee. I've Sports? Had, yeah. 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 Well, the, the back thing, we don't even know how it happened. I just literally... I never missed a rep. I don't think I have missed more than a rep ever. 
Hmm. And uh, I just woke up one day and I couldn't walk 10 feet without collapsing. Wow. So after a week, I go get all these tests and all that jazz. And I've got just, uh, I've got three different levels of broken bone. And so wow. then I, I waited like 20 years, about every five years, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go into the knife. And I kept thinking yeah. if I wait a little bit longer, the technology will get that much better. And uh, yeah, eventually had it all uh, fused up and cleaned up. And wow. So yeah, my knees are genetic. My knees, my, my knee caps were too big for my knee sockets and they would sometimes sublex where they pop out and come back in. And then, and then sometimes they'd pop out and hang out by my shin until someone came and helped me put it back in. Yeah. Wow. It was hey, cool. Can somebody help me? Yeah. Not, wow. yeah. Felt, felt really good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hey, vulnerability, you want to help people seek vulnerability. And that kind of ties in a little bit to what you were talking about earlier, that people trying to avoid things that are hard. What, yeah. what, what is it, like, how do we best prepare people that don't like vulnerability? Do you have any suggestions like, on that? Vulnerability is a, is a superpower. I mean, I, I think, you know, coming from a law enforcement military background, I mean, there's a, there's a balance with vulnerability, you know, but I, but I, you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, like in law enforcement, you don't want to come across as being weak all the time. But yeah. I think yeah. vulnerability uh, is one of those powers that a lot of people don't realize how it could benefit them. When you tell your story and you're being on, honest and authentic, you're, you're, being, you're being vulnerable. For many years, I suffered with, for, with uh, PTSD. I, I saw some bad stuff throughout my career, you know, went through highs and lows. And, and the, the, the way it helped me get better was to be vulnerable, to talk about that, to become open. Um, and I do a lot about it on my show with guests. Being vulnerable is being authentic. It's showing your true self. But so many people have problems with that. But trust me, the more vulnerable you are, whatever you're dealing with, because we're all dealing with something, right. the more vulnerable you are and the more open you are, the better off you're going to be. You know? right. And so I, I would tell people, you know, out there that are, are afraid to be vulnerable, you know, who, who are you? I went back, you know, talking about who, who you're surrounding yourself with. I mean, who, who are, who's your tribe? I mean, I, I think that is so important. Uh, Jim Rohn famously said years ago that, you know, the, you're the average of the five people, you know, you associate with. When it comes to vulnerability, you know, I think it starts with who, who your inner circle is, you know, being right. vulnerable with them. And then once you're comfortable with them, you can venture out and be more vulnerable uh, to the outside world. But I think it's, it's very important to be vulnerable to, to a degree. Like I said, there's yeah. a, there's a balance there. I think you, sure. wanna, uh, you know, uh, hold, but, uh, it's, it's very, it's a very good trait to have, you know, and that ties in a little bit with being humility, you know, humility, you know, being humble and, yeah. um, you know, authentic. Um, that's why shows like you or yours are, are so successful, Brad, it's because you're authentic. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts out there. there yeah. There's plenty of shows out there. But people love your authenticity, you know, the realness. And I can feel it when I'm talking to you. It's real. It's genuine. There's so much noise out there. Right. People love vulnerability. They love being authentic, um, people being true. So. Yes. Tactical authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Might you have it. to steal that from you, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the stuff I comes out of my mouth, I've stolen from somebody over the last 25 years. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's very true. Uh well, um, 
you were so you're talking about environment i i could not agree more i mm -hmm. you 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 are a product of your environment i think about like the best self podcast we've got listeners it's a broad broad audience um, mm -hmm. there's people out there they could be law enforcement officers they could be just other leaders a, a ceo stepping into a position where the the culture they're inheriting is crummy or a professional uh, you know, sporting team. It's got most of the time when someone's getting fired, there was a bad culture brewing. Yeah. So you're surrounded by negativity. Like in law enforcement, a lot of times you're surrounded by people that aren't doing stuff right. I mean, yeah. if you're cuffing someone, yeah. it wasn't because they did something right. So you're forced to be around people that you wouldn't necessarily want in your circle. How do you how do you suggest a person who's inheriting an environment that is not, that could be toxic? How do we combat that? Like, how do we not yeah. take that home with us? Or how do we have value in getting up and rolling out of bed the next day and still loving our job or loving our family or love? How do we do that? Do you have any suggestions? Well, that's a great question. Well, for well, the first and foremost is you can change your environment. Look, if you hate, if you don't like your job that that much, and a lot of people don't, yeah. um, you know, you can, you can change your environment, change the scenery, change a job. Some people say, "Well, I can't." No, you can if you really want to. You can change yeah. jobs. Um, but you know, you the one thing I learned a long time ago, Brad, is that you can't control. You can't control a lot of things. Right. But the, what you can control is the six inches between your ears. So it took me a long time to realize that. So you go back to the guy who's you know, resisting or, or being difficult or something, I could react and I could fly off the handle and get into, you know, do something that I'll probably regret. Right. Or I can control my thoughts. I can control my reactions. You know, uh, I don't know if you know, Sean Whalen is a great guy. He just, I read his book recently, but he yeah. talks about, you know, controlling your, your actions. You know, that's the one thing we can control. He gives an analogy of driving down the road, somebody cuts him off. Now he can react one way and that's flipping the guy off, giving them the right. bird, yelling at him yeah. and it can take to the next level, you know, where they stop and there's a, there's a physical confrontation that ensues. The guy who chooses to react the opposite way and flips off, starts yelling, it's his fault. I mean, it, 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 he's the one that's, you know, flying off the handle. So the point is, is that, you know, what would I give, what advice to, that would I give to people who are walking into a toxic environment? Be the change agent, be the person who is going to come to work with that attitude, that positive attitude. I mean, you can control how you feel, you know, I mean, you can control your, your actions and what comes out of your mouth. And then, like I said, you know, on, you know, the very first thing is if you are that pissed off, if you are that mad, if you don't want to be in your job, change your job, you know, change your environment. Yeah. But, you know, and I was one of those guys, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, you're hit it right on the head. Law enforcement is a toxic environment and that's just how it is. I'm not trying to, and I love law enforcement, but it's just a toxic environment. People don't call us when things are great. They call us when you know what hits the fan yeah. and sooner or later that is going to rub off on you. It has to, we're, we're human. We can't be subject, subject, uh, subjected to positive, you know, to negativity and right. you know, all that human trauma without it affecting you over time. Right. But over time I started to realize, I know it seems simplistic, but it isn't. I can control how I react. I can control my thoughts. You know, I went from the guy going to work pissed off to the guy that was happy to go to work. And that is infectious, my friend. That will spread. Right. Sooner or later, it's going to spread. Right. 
So, I mean, I, I, maybe that's a simple answer, but it, again, it, it starts with the individual and how you react and how you respond to things. And you can buy into the tex- uh, toxicity of an organization and then that just feeds into it. You're really not helping anybody, not helping yourself. You can change your scenery or you can change your attitude. Be the change agent. Yeah. Love it. Vulnerability yeah. is a superpower. Yeah, it is. It's a superpower. Huge. I mean, it's being vulnerable and showing people your true self. And trust me, when you do that, you're going you're gonna to be more authentic and more people are going to want to hang around you. No doubt about it, man. People love, and people, what people who are fearing vulnerability don't understand is that people love stories of redemption. And like you said, people love stories mm-hmm. of authenticity. When, you, when you're real, it's almost like it's more inviting. You're making them comfortable by showing them that you're comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And, I mean, look at, yeah. look at social media, dude. I mean, that's just one example. I mean, s- scroll through social media and, and look who the people are coming across and they're fake. I mean, everybody can see it. They're, yeah. they're not genuine. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, scroll through and, and you see something that really catches your eye. And, you know, I mean, some people are, people are being authentic and they're being true. And, and those are the, I mean, we all see it. I mean, that's just one example. So be the, be the person, you know, be the, be the change in the world, yeah. you know, be, be that person. Don't just don't go along with the, the crowd, you know, yeah. be authentic, be vulnerable. Be your best self. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I think the people that I talk to coach up and all that jazz, I think that's gotta be, and I was going to talk about your mentoring here in a second, the, the stuff that is just repeated over and over and over. Most of the people that, that talk to me are they're trying to be something they're not. They're trying to be more than all they are instead of yeah. just being all that you are. If, if you're supposed to win this job or win this game, or this is just me, but if, if, you were, if this is supposed to happen for you, it's going to happen for you. The only yeah. thing that can happen here that, that, could de- that alters that is you getting in your own way. Like get out of your own way. Exactly. Just be your best self. But. Well, it's so hard for people people to do that because they're they're influenced by you know the environment and things like that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's it's uh, you control again the six inches between your ears. Yeah. You can control who you allow in your life. You can control what kind of job you have. You can control. I mean, so many people think that you know they're just floating around like you know the feather in Forrest Gump that they have no choice. You know, there's some unseen hand of the universe just kind of keeping them down. No, dude, it's up to you. It is up to you and what you want to do. That's the beautiful thing, especially in this day and age, Brad, you know that we got so much information at our fingertips. Now you got to vet it and make sure it's good. But literally who would have thought 10 years ago, you and I would be sitting here. I'd be on your podcast. Right. I mean, we literally live in the best time in the world. It's the best time to be an entrepreneur. It's the best time to go after your dreams. So, you know, quit, quit feeling sorry for yourself and, and go after what you want because life is short. Nobody says, Oh, I should have, would have spent more time, you know, at work when they're on their deathbed. No, they, they, they say, I wish, I wish I kind of got, I wish I should have gone after my dreams more. Yeah. I wish I should have done this, that. That's so Grand true. scheme of things, brother, you know it. Hope your listener does. We're not here for a very long time. Yeah. Make, make it the best. Yeah. Amen. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of times it's, you know, cause you're right. It's, it's a choice, but a lot of times, some, I mean, it's a lot of times people they don't believe they do. They do, but they don't believe they have enough to make those tough decisions. And so sometimes people like you and I or people in their surrounding circles, uh, they need to be their courage, right? They, yeah. 
because uh, sometimes a lot of these people don't make these big decisions, not because they don't want to, but they, they feel like they can't, they feel overwhelmed. And it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like we're trying to empty the ocean. We just need to calm the current, right? Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's some, that's a great analogy. I love it. I'm going to steal that one too, Brad. <laughs> but it's like, you know, uh, you, do you have kids? Yeah. So you, you know what I'm about to say, you know, look at a toddler. I don't know how old your kids are, but look when, you know, if they were, if they're old and they remember back, I remember back when my kids were like toddlers, my kids are older now. Yeah. Think about it. We were all there. They're yeah. fearless. They have no fear in the world. They will do yeah. anything. They don't right. care what people think. They don't care. It's only until we grow up and we get conditioned. Yep. By people telling us, usually people within our inner circle, family members, friends, telling us, ah, oh, you can't do it, dude. You're going to fail. You know, why would you try that? So it's a matter of kind of reconditioning the way we've been raised. Yep. And I'm not saying every family is like that, right. but a lot of it is from an early age. It's conditioning. You know, we were, we're, we're you know, older we get, the more we're taught, oh, don't do that. You know, don't take that chance. You're probably going to fail. What happens if you fail? Look, and no, you know it, Brett. Yeah. Do you know any successful people out there that haven't failed? Uh, That's just part of the job. Right. That's part of success. Right. But so for the people, like you said, that think that they can't do it, they're bogged down. Again, you can do it. It's just a matter of kind of reconditioning your mind, you know, and again, surrounding yourself with the right people, consuming podcasts like yours, you know, reading the different books don't binge off Netflix for, for 30 hours, a, you know, a, right. a week. I mean, if you really want to get ahead, you got to put in the work. There's action behind that. You just can't, nothing's just going to fall in your lap, right. but you can do it. You can transform. You can evolve into your best self. You yes. just got to try, man. Yeah. Try. Yep. Uh, speaking of books, evolve. Yeah. Talk to me, brother. Yeah. Great. Well, I got a, it's a little micro book, shameless plug right here. Huge. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I wanted to, I wanted, I didn't want to do, uh, you know, a big, huge novel. Cops can't read. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's a micro book and, it, and it, it's like that for a reason. It's easily consumable. It's about 70 pages. And I wanted to give it back to the profession that was so good to me over the years. Now, Evolve is an acronym. So, and I use this when I coach and mentor people. So E is elevate your, your thinking, which we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, so many people keep their thinking down here. Right. The V stands for visualizations, you know, visualize. I mean, studies show the more you visualize, the more and you keep visualizing, yep. the chances are it's going to come true, whatever it is. Right. O is others, who you're surrounding yourself with. You know, uh, we talked about that. You know, uh, the L is uh, loving your life, loving yourself. Look, if you want to help other people, if you want to, in the case of law enforcement, yeah. if you want to protect people and do a good job and you want to be a good father, you, how are you doing that if you don't like yourself or you don't yeah. love yourself? You got to right. love yourself first. And it's not narcissistic. People say, well, you know, no, it's not. You have yeah. to love yourself. You have yeah. to fall in love with yourself. Yeah. If you don't love yourself, how do you expect other people to love you? Sure. And V is victory every day. You got to celebrate those small victories or big victories that you have every day. The fact that you woke up is a victory. Celebrate that. And that usually starts with gratitude. And every day is E, do your best. So again, I wrote this and it's a little bit more in the book, but I wrote it for first responders. Uh, and you don't have to be a cop. It's any first, you, hell, you don't even have to be in the criminal justice field right. uh, to appreciate the book. So uh, I had a great time with it. And uh, did very well. It's on my website. If you want a free, I'm giving it away for free now. Uh, you can pick up a free uh, ebook version on my website. That is awesome. I love everything about it. Uh, <laughs> it was, 
it was the first thing when we when we connected the first thing i did was start diving into that a little bit and yeah uh i downloaded it yeah, i just wanted to continue to give back thank you i appreciate it yeah, yeah i just wanted to continue to give back my my it was dedicated to my father he passed away uh, last year but uh he wasn't alive when it uh, got uh, published unfortunately but yeah, it's a great book. I had a great time with it. Thank God for my wife. She was the one that said, I don't know what word you're trying to use right here, but you spelled it wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> she acted, uh, and I, and again, it was, I went to her publisher and she was critical in that. And so God bless her. And uh, yeah, it was a great, uh, great book to write. And I love it. And I love giving it away now. Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, and the acronym is amazing. Tell us about your podcast. You've got 400 plus episodes on, in the books now. And, uh, wow. man, you've had well, some incredible. Coming up on 400. Yeah. <laughs> yeah almost 400. I'm, oh. I'm creeping up on 400. I think I'm about, uh, I think I'm about 395 now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the show is great. It's a, it's a criminal justice podcast. Uh, I don't sit around and tell war stories. Um, I have great guests on the show. Um, you know, I have entrepreneurs, I have, uh, you know, uh, military personnel, of course, law enforcement. And the whole premise behind the show, Brad, is just to evolve into that, you know, your, your better self, you know, personally and professionally. And that's the whole premise behind the show. Yeah, we talk about criminal justice topics. But, uh, you know, my, my mission is to make law enforcement, uh, the brave men and women who protect us every day, better by, uh, you know, listening to my show, because I have some amazing inspirational and motivational guests on there that really, really pumped the listener up. So I'm blessed to have it. Uh, continue to continues to grow. Yeah. And like you said, I'm, I'm uh, almost at 400 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I would describe your podcast as almost like a brain gym. Where <laughs> you are, I'm stealing you all kinds of things from you, dude. I'm going to write that down. I mean, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, the, the beauty behind again, that you and I are talking right now, you're it's, you know, CG evolution, criminal justice evolution. But like you said, it's, you can learn something from every field, from every discussion. Oh, yeah. It's not just for that guy or that guy. You can take God, what works for that guy or what kind of lessons did that guy learn? Or, yeah. you know, you can learn from everybody. And it's interesting hearing it from different angles and different perspectives. I love hearing how someone in India is doing the same thing as I'm doing here in the United States, two different professions, but people with the same general mindset. Yeah. Uh, love it. So, well, uh, yeah. and it's, and again, I have different people on the show all the time. Go ahead. What's your, uh, what's your favorite? How old are your kids now? Uh, uh, I have five kids, Whoa. Um, four daughters and a son. The youngest is 19. He's in the air force. He's in space force. And then the uh, oldest is 26. Oh, so you're a dad girl, a girl dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did my kids you, are older. And uh, like I said, the youngest is 19. Did you ever paint your toenails? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm being vulnerable. Yes, I did. <laughs> Not myself, but my, but my kids did. Oh, okay. There's yeah, yeah. a difference. I didn't know but I remember, you know, the kids would want to put, uh, and I was one of those guys. I mean, I'm, God, I'm being vulnerable again, which is good. You know, let my daughters put makeup on me and stuff oh, like yeah. that, one, you know, because they wanted to experiment. But yes, the whole nail thing and the makeup, you know, they wanted to make daddy pretty. Yeah. Yeah. A pretty boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, hey, bud, we've got, uh, we're wrapping this bad boy up. 
And uh, you've got 30 to 45 seconds to talk to our listeners on how they can out-improve their previous best self. How can they out-improve their previous best self? 30 to 45 seconds. We're all First and foremost is believe in yourself. You know, if you don't believe in yourself that you can become better, how do you expect anybody else to believe in yourself? Secondly, keep educating yourself. The best education I ever got was outside of college, outside of high school. There's so much information at your fingertips. There's no reason that you can't become a better version of yourself right now. Yes. Amen, buddy. Well, uh, hey, I, I really enjoyed this. I appreciate you a ton. I appreciate one. I appreciate your service. So thank you so thank much you. for that. Um, I appreciate everything you're doing to add value to everybody else, not just in your immediate circle, but I mean, your fingertips are everywhere now. I appreciate everything that you're doing for everybody to, to create a better version of themselves. So thank you. I appreciate the, you let me come on your show and for anybody who wants to reach out to me, cjevolution.com is my website. So boom. All right, buddy, make it a great day. Thank you, brother. It's been an honor.